Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Hello, listeners to Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. This is episode 42. We have a slight uh, illness outbreak throughout the crew. Um, Don Van Dam, the regular host, he is just recovering from COVID and is wiped out after one day at work. Ross, the boss, Casey, back up. Back up seems harsh. He does a fine job hosting in Dom's absence. He has also come down with an illness. Uh, big laddie cool, Matt Connolly, the con man, last seen in the away end at Bournemouth, celebrating the Boreham Wood victory. We haven't heard from him today, so he might have got swept away there. Matt Brummett has just come back from Turks and St. Caicos or some island somewhere, so he's unavailable. The Salt and Chaffee is unavailable. So you've just got me, JCH. Don't turn off just yet, because I have roped in some help. I've got two very close friends who I haven't seen for a long time since COVID stopped me going to America. But we have got one man who has made an appearance on the podcast before. He made the final of the original Shock Mastermind. It is the legend of Dallas, Texas, Mike B. Mike Beltran, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing swimmingly today, my good sir. <laughs> Great to see you. And we're also joined by another man from Dallas, Texas, fan of the Washington Commanders and the Phoenix Suns. Uh. <laughs> it's Sal. Sal is here. How are you doing, Sal? I am doing excellent as well. Uh, the commander's thing is still a bit sensitive, but uh, I guess life is all about change. And if I can change, you can change, we can all change, right? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, great to have you guys on. Uh, see, we're going to dive into some, some topics later on. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of how the call-up sheet works, which is our first feature. Basically, Ross, who's got over 10,000 followers on our Twitter, he'll put a shout-out. Some people will give us their names, and if they do, we've got to come up with a wrestling gimmick for them. Today, on the call-up sheet, we have Big Jack, who I can't seem to be see from anywhere. He's got a Come On You Spurs in his uh, logo, at Jack O'Connell. Uh, any gimmick we've got going for big jack guys well right off the bat just because uh, i'm kind of old school video game guy I'm, I'm just right off thinking jacks from mortal kombat he can be that guy <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's uh what's jack's uh special move i know you'll know it i, I yeah. said you haven't seen you win street fighter tournaments i know you're a bit more up on the knowledge than myself uh what, what would yeah. be jack's finisher I mean, he's got quite a few of them, but we'll go with the original ones where he just rips the arms off of his opponent and blood squirts everywhere. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of GCW. So we're saying, so, yeah, you're saying so in the match, he's going to rip our arms off, like, literally? Yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, we were just at GCW, so, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very desensitized <laughs> now, for sure. Yeah. You used to be able to get those, I want to say, I don't know if they were wrestling figures, but some sort of uh, action figures where you could literally rip the arms off people, couldn't you? Ooh, ah, uh, gosh, I, I don't recall. No, I think that, there's been a couple of like that. Yeah, I might just be thinking of the. Remember, there was like a, there was. That's exactly what I was thinking of. There was like action <laughs> figures for them, and you hit the little middle piece, and they all fell apart and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we got Big Jack. I remember Jack. that getting a big, big run, though. The big arm ripper is going to be tearing the arms off some, some people. Uh, next, we've got Zevo underscore Assassin 5, or Assassin V. Uh, his bio is WWE fan, Randy Orton's the GOAT, proud member of the wrestling game community. What have we got for, uh, for Zevo Assassin? I should have saved the Mortal Kombat gimmick for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, you want to take this one? Hmm. Brand new warning fan, huh? Kind of hard to work with there, but uh, let's just say that uh, we're just pawn off because, like, the Jack thing, I wasn't thinking of Jacks. I was thinking, like, a guy who, like, came around and, like, changed your tire with a car jack. So maybe he, like, runs around with a car jack. <laughs> and he, and, and well, maybe like, you know, pops up the ring and pulls out a tire and then busts him in the head with the tire. I don't know. I'm really reaching <laughs> on this one. Well, as he's uh-huh. the, the assassin and we've got Jacks already ripped the arms off, maybe he can just come in and finish the job. I can tag up. And just there you go. The assassinating people in the ring. <laughs> so in case you survive having your arms ripped off, you just get you know murked, I guess, and assassinated. You know, in case you survive that for some reason, won't so, be able to kick out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you you pin a guy with no arms, is there no shoulders, or how you count that? That's that's a good question too. Hmm. Uh, next up, we've got uh, legend from <laughs> the group. He is our editor, Phil Stopford, BFE, film and television editor, gamer, wrestling fan. And the WSB Fun podcast producer slash editor. Uh, he make, wants to make sure we keep it under an hour because he has a real job as well. Uh, Phil, <laughs> any gimmick for Phil? Is, is he going to be? Uh, maybe his gimmick could be that he uh, he's coming into matches and he's just making sure any any botches they just get redone. So anytime there's a bad spot in the match, he's like, "Nope, we're redoing it. It's a tape show. I want to make my job easier." <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> he's just outside throwing a challenge flag and saying that nah, we'll you're redoing that one <laughs> I hope you had fun with your dirty limerick because I'm here to tell you this show is cancelled you said he has a office type job right no he's no, he's, an actual, he's an actual editor as well but oh okay he, he, he uh, edits uh, the podcast because he's because he's a good guy for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking maybe he could be dressed as a IRS's um, assistant, suspenders and all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we've got uh, this guy's um, Twitter handle is he's at jben two, but his at name is the two sweet sign followed by what I believe is the Greek sign for Omega. So I think I'm assuming he's a Kenny Omega fan. Uh, and at jben two, his bio. Support pro wrestling, love pro wrestling. Too Sweet Omega is his uh, handle. Hmm. Too Sweet Omega, let's see. He's also got a picture that says, I think making bad decisions is a big part of my charm. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Let's see here, what would be? I do Hmm. like the bad decisions thing. I could could be the name of the finisher. I don't know what it would be, but since he has like Too Sweet and Omega, maybe he Too Sweets with his knees and... Oh, and knees with his elbows? I don't know. Does he have like pads? Two sweets on his pads on his knees and like the elbows on his on the knees on the elbows, and it's kind of like a reverse. Maybe he stands upside down. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's just making. <laughs> so he's, hey, he's like yeah, he's like an upside down wrestler. He runs around on his on his arms and he knees you with his elbows. And it, and knees <laughs> with um, American Alpha, the Alpha and Omega. Okay. Or the Alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw him in there. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, if he gets one of those cool, sweet wind suits, that's awesome. 
And then a finally today, we've got AHW commissioner and host Aaron Porter, who is from, from your neck of the woods, Austin, Texas, not quite your neck of the woods, but closer than ours. He's the producer, editor, dungeon game master, your 25th favourite member of Achievement Hunt, streams at Twitch TV, Aaron underscore Porter. So he's mm. the commissioner of AHW. He's already got a gimmick, to be fair. Presuming AHW is Achievement Hunt Wrestling? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of tough to add on to that one. Then I'll incorporate Austin's weirdness, maybe. Maybe he's the weirdo of some kind. <laughs> of I'm, some I'm, kind. I'm seeing him as <laughs> the weirdo of some kind, in, indiscreet and <laughs> undescriptive <laughs> weirdo. Every helpful at all. Jim Smallman type, but very um, Dungeons and Dragons style. So he, he comes out to book the show, but he's doing it all rolling a dice. And whatever comes <laughs> up. That's what matches his books. He books the show via dice in the ring. Oh, the I like yeah, that's I, perfect. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> every every single thing. Right, who's gonna win? Boom. How are we gonna finish it? Boom. And how much time we get, brother? Boom. Yeah, I like it. That was today's call up sheet. We'll move on to what the nerds were watching. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 long. Come on, a la 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 long, a la 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 long, long, long. One of the reasons why I thought you guys would be good to get on, because I did see on the socials that you were at a live show this weekend. Uh, where were you boys at? We were at GCW Wrestling. That was having a nice show here in Dallas. Sal is right. We did get more desensitized to violence. <laughs> <And to laughs> Every that- show you get more and more desensitized. Do you guys watch a lot of GCW, uh, like when it's like on, on like TV as well, or just just when it's sort of in in town? Uh, well, kind of both now. I mean, we saw the uh, Hammerstein show uh, on pay per view. What was it last week or something? Right? Yeah, so, yeah. We yeah we we'll order the bigger shows and stuff like that, and usually meet up or something like that. If not, I'll usually catch them on a replay or something later. But for the most part, I, don't, I mean, I don't keep up keep up with it. But I'm pretty uh, I guess in the know, brother, of all the storylines and stuff like that and this year we've like they've come what twice three times now like they came here again like in december was the last show and they yeah, used yeah. a different venue this time i think uh, it was a different venue like it was like a soccer stadium lifetime like a small one so there you go and uh this time what was it almost like a crossfit gym they turned into it was some kind of athletic center they turned into a venue for wrestling so it was pretty sweet actually what was the uh, crowd like the well, crowd was pretty oh, hot yeah yeah, the crowd was pretty hot. Uh, you know, it was packed house. I mean, just kind of picture your uh, a nice sized gym, workout facility. You know, where they moved all the equipment to one side of the room, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the room is a ring with chairs all around it. Same kind of vibe as Progress shows, where <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like a different, uh, more black. I don't know, like a like a grungier effect. Obviously, you know, you know, y'all guys that got all the grabs, and we got all the light tubes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And what um what was there any any uh, standout matches or anyone you um that you hadn't seen before or anything that really stood out to you on the show? Well, Sal got a nice uh, clip of um uh, Gringo well, Loco. Yeah, Gringo Loco and yeah, like that, like an upstairs part of the arena, and then the uh, Gringo Loco went up there and Psycho Clown, you know, was kind of laid out in the table below, and then he uh walked across. He walked up the stairs behind me because I got kind of on the side stairs to get like a good view of it all because it was kind of away from the ring. And then uh, he kind of like walked across this high beam and then did a swan time right on him. And pretty, pretty awesome. It was about the height of like a goalpost. Cause there was like, 
the last step he took before he dove was actually like a NFL uh, goal post. Okay. He stood kind of like on the cross crossbar of the goal post and just flipped and did a swan time on him. It was pretty nuts. So you guys not front row this time? Oh no, we were, we were, we always, <laughs> we always. <laughs> yeah. We also uh, a friend of ours who's been getting into it, who Mike knows from free play brought a whole box of the light tubes and generally they'll end up using them uh, in the show. And he has like one on a flag and it's like a whole thing. And this time they, <laughs> I guess the venue, cause it's a different one. It's more of a kind of a gym kind of situation. So they weren't too keen on that guess. So they took them backstage. <laughs> but hey, I got to walk backstage sort of kind of put my light tubes back there. So that's part of the show, brother. <laughs> Always getting he lived his dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there to try to high five Jimmy uh, Jimmy Lloyd. He's kind of looked at me weird, and that was the end of it. Yeah, I'm one of the boys now, Ma. <laughs> what was your highlight of the uh, best match? It had to be that one, really, because I mean that at the end of that match, you know, Sal and I, along with others that followed us, we tipped the wrestlers through dollar bills in the ring. <laughs> oh, nice. So that was pretty yeah, cool. That was first, yeah, that was the first match. And people balled, balled up dollar bills and threw them in the ring. <laughs> they, they pretty much blooded each other crazy. And then uh, yeah. the whole story of uh, uh, Gringo Loco had flown in apparently to Dallas on Friday to drive down to Houston or something like that. And so he drove during our whole ice storm we had all over Texas that canceled all these fights and everybody, you know, nobody was going to work and all that stuff. But he drove all the way down to Houston, drove all the way back to Dallas, and they lost his luggage on the airline and all kinds of crazy stuff. So. I don't know, reading all that on Twitter and then seeing all that happening, he's just covered in blood. And even post uh, after the show, he was signing autographs with the dried blood on his face. So he, just looked, he looked crazy. You know, if you didn't know any better, like this is crazy, you know? It's, uh, yeah, it sounds pretty uh, GCW from, from my uh, small number <laughs> with you guys at, at Manias over the years. Was that the main event? Uh, that's kind of like the semi-main event. The main event, I probably like that better just because I'm kind of a Joey Janela, Mark kind of guy. It was Joey Janela and Dr. Wagner Jr. And, you know, I haven't seen a lot of, like, AAA or any kind of, like, you know, Lucha Libre growing up, so I didn't know the ins and outs of him, but he's, you know, all the rest are kind of a legend kind of guy. But, man, he went in there and went, like, GCW style, like, blow for blow with Joey Janela. And that was another match that ended in all this blood. And Wagner threw him uh, – uh, Joey Janela was set up in the corner, and he threw him, like, a body, you know, body slam him out of the corner into the ring, and it was just a big pile of chairs. Not just, like, laid out on the floor, like – designed up like a kid would do it like chair on top of chair so it's like a little, little small mini tower and he just body slammed it right through that and, uh, that just looks that makes my old back hurt you know what i mean just looking at it <laughs> yeah it was quite it was quite impressive uh, you know the, uh it's kind of the same with sal uh, i mean i kind of heard of the name dr wagner you know junior growing up and you know i'd see pictures of him or whatever but you know i, I didn't follow triple h too much as a as a youngin but you know i, I would see him like see his picture it's like oh yeah there's that guy and then there he was advertised for this show i was like oh that's cool get to see him in person yeah so it's nice to see some like yeah new people especially like when you've heard a lot about their their work and then you've not actually seen them wrestle when the first time you see them it's like yeah that's why they're a bit of a big deal <laughs> yeah yeah and, then, and the, there were people there for him too I mean, you know you definitely could tell like you had some people who followed triple a or lucia libra that were there for him and you know psycho clown so it was good. Yeah, you got yeah, you got a good like 50-50 kind of chant thing going on, kind of similar to what uh was it I saw on uh progress this week this weekend with uh Gresham and Ridgeway kind of chanting back and forth. There was a lot of that with Joey Janela Wagner. These people chanting for Chris Ridgeway. Ooh. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I don't know. Is that more of like you think people chant over there just in, in the face of like, you know, because even though everybody loves Gresham Ring of Honor, it's still like the outside promotion being defended on the home turf, you know what I mean? Or well, no, it's also it was one of the it was a show in the north of England where Chris Ridgeway is from, so he's a lot more popular up there than he is with us boys. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> Oh, so he's, he's from Gosford, like Man- Manchester, right? Yeah, he's, I think he's from Cumbria originally. Uh, but yeah, he's from up mm-hmm. there. So yeah, he'd have got more of the hometown support than he would have done, I think, if he was uh, in the ballroom. But I'd say even though last time he was in the ballroom against Cara, there was quite a few uh, Ridgeway fans there. He's got a bit of a following. Not for me. Yeah, I didn't get to uh, watch, watch that match, but I was cool. I love seeing Simon Miller on there. I think he's a, a good replacement for Jim and stuff. I, I, watch it. I always watch his ups and downs stuff. Yeah, it was good. That, yeah, it was a good show. It was nice to be back in there with uh, I missed last week, I think, where the boys were talking about it. But yeah, it was really good just to be back and watching a live show with with all your mates, and that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? And the great yeah, I, I feel like I feel like a, a traditional ungrateful American because once uh, Simon said it had been seven hundred days since the last show, and we're like, well, we went to like the three or four this last two or three months <laughs> 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 between MLW and GCW, and then we went to the Impact taping and the Impact pay per view. So we're kind of spoiled right now. Uh, there's a lot happening here. I'll get to that in a later segment. Um, is there anything else you've watched? Um, so I wanted to bring up, uh, so I'm mainly an AEW watcher these days on TV. Last week's Dynamite, I watched a big fan of Danielson's promo. I thought that was awesome. He comes out, you expect him just to sort of challenge Moxley to a match. And he went like a completely different direction. And that guy is on an absolute tear on the mic and in the ring. Do you guys see last week's Dynamite? It has. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, to- I totally did. Same thing I felt like. I thought it, you know, just rather than building up with Danielson showing up at the end of his matches and stuff like that when he's walking out. And uh, I thought it was kind of like basically continuing it, which, you know, even like, like just base level, it's, it's good stuff. But the fact that he was like trying to, you know, pitch him the faction and then he started going after all of our little grapple hearts by, you know, mentioning Lee Moriarty and, you know, just anybody like Willie Yuta, anybody does like the, the technical grabs, you know, like, yeah, put your glasses on, go like, yeah, real wrestling. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the silly, you know, it even makes me like go against my own principles of loving Orange Cassidy and like, like Dan House. I'm like, yeah, that other stuff is silly garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, because I, I have a, I had a question I wanted to ask, and, and Sal, I know you'll definitely be able to answer this. What is a Dan House? This is uh, Dan House. One word. Dan House. Dan Hauser. And that's Greek. He's German. And evil. Okay. Like, I've just seen this guy, like, <laughs> I've seen him over the on the internet a few times. Like, I, 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 know, I knew he existed. I've never seen him wrestle. I know, he just sort of turned up and did some sort of... Give me a <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know he's someone you'd love. Like, give me, give me a bit of background on him. <laughs> I probably have only seen like a handful of his matches, but I've watched more of his vlogs and promos and him just being silly more than anything else. So, uh, from like what I can say, but you know, it's just, it's hard to explain. But you know, just other than the tagline of "very nice, very evil," so it's like if you were to take a supervillain, but he's actually like a nice, decent guy, but he doesn't know that. It's almost like comparative to. Uh, like Professor Chaos from the South Park yeah. Butters. When he's like, oh, I'm so evil, but he's like this little goopy nice guy. It's the same kind of thing. And then, uh, but he also collects a jar of teeth, which I, I'm not really understanding what it is. I guess he just punches people's teeth out and he puts it in the jar. And then he uses it to put it back into your mouth because of, I don't know, teeth healing. I'm not sure the exact ins and outs. I just know to pop and go crazy when I see it. 
<laughs> so he's going nice. with, like the normal sort of trope of like of a heel who thinks they're a face, sort of thinking like late 99, 80,000 Kurt Angle, Olympic hero, but he's a heel. He's the opposite. He's a face who thinks he's a heel. Is that is that sort of like just, just a yeah? Is it, yeah. Is that I, sort of, I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's why Kurt is not so weird because it's like he he'll occasionally do something evil, I guess. Like he'll do he'll cut corners in a match the way like Eddie Guerrero would. But Eric Guerrero was in a level way where he's kind of like still like he's going, ah, you know, you ruined the day and I got over on you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already a better yeah. evil than evil in uh, New Japan. He's not a, not one of my favorites. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I was hoping that the whole like, you know, the thing where he's doing now since he's injured, you know, they're putting his hands up going cursed. I'm hoping that's actually a curse because I want to see like Adam Cole, like just have this run of bad luck. Like it reminds me like of an old Brady <laughs> Bunch. There was like a Brady Bunch episode where like they went to Hawaii and they like bought this doll and it gave him bad luck and they had terrible luck on the whole vacation. I might be dating myself and might be losing some of the core audience talking about the Brady Bunch, but <laughs> if nothing else, I just want to see like Adam Cole slip on banana pills or like, you know, I'm probably going to make Cornette had a heart attack talking about all this stupid <laughs> nonsense in wrestling, well, but well, uh, I'm hoping uh, that the curse... According to our analytics, our core audience is from North Bergen, so uh, <laughs> she's somewhere in America. <laughs> they love us. I don't know why. So they might be it with the Brady Bunch stuff. Also, <laughs> um, what did you think of uh, Punk MJF? Oh man, yeah. Oh that, man. That, oh, oh, that was good. That yeah, was that's good the right chef. There. That's the chef's kiss. I don't even think. Uh, like, I knew it was going to be good. I guess you're going to like. Are already assuming it's you're already gonna give it five stars before it starts, mm-hmm. but the little things with the choking of the tape, and, and then the especially since they didn't give away the fact that Warlow tossed him in the ring, you know, that no look Jason Kidd behind the back <laughs> that we didn't see, like as it's happening until after the fact. Man, that, that, that lit up my little indie heart, yeah. And that's, <laughs> when, you know, that's when you go on, that's when you're gonna go online and go, WWE is stupid, see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I completely oh, agree with you. When they did that little reveal, because you sort of thought like, oh, Wardlow's coming. He's not, because he's sort of been teasing the face turn for a while, wasn't he? And then just that little, <laughs> they showed that little, uh, yeah, the chasing kid. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was, that was, yeah, you never looked him, for sure. It was great it's that just... they didn't show that in the mo- in the moment as well. And they sort of, they, they built up to it and just didn't give it all away straight away. And it's, just an, another example of, of great, really good storytelling that, that they are, they're doing, really. And they're letting people go 45 minutes on TV, like three times in six weeks, I think now, is it? 45-minute plus matches, or for 40-minute plus matches, which is almost sort of unheard of. Also, the uh, MJF's tights. The, yeah, uh, the, Yan- the John Cena Yankees. Stripes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, quite uh, straight away. I'm like, the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just go with the Cena. Yeah, that was great. Lovely little touch. I'm glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten about that. That was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge of the whole angle of itself. I mean, I imagine they have individual producers per match like, you know, WWE has. But, like, Warlow, you know, I think everybody's kind of want, you know, anticipating the, the turn. And it seems like, you know, because generally it just happens out of nowhere, like, even though you already anticipate it. But the little, like, things every week by week, like, it's like, all right, it's about to come, it's about to come. Like, last week he was in front of his home crowd for Cleveland. Oh, it's about to happen, it's about to happen. Yeah. And then this, and then he comes out and kind of distracts Punk, and then he backs down. It's like, oh, see, he's been a good guy, but he did the no look, you know, and just keeps building up. And it's like, I don't know when it's going to happen. And I, for now, I don't really care. It's kind of like, I kind of wanted like, another cool thing like that to happen to keep it going and going, you know? 
No, I definitely agree. And you know that the uh, the tease is a uh, yeah, just that little tease, and you know it's there in the background. It's almost I don't know, not not similar, but the same similar sort of beats as was going on with MGF and Cody when they at the very like start of AEW, like you knew he was going to turn on him eventually, and they kept they sort of yeah. There's a moments, moments. Is it this time? Is it that time? And they just sort of like yeah, dragged it out and not dragged it out like too long. They just sort of yeah, keep you wanting it, hanging on, waiting for it. So how are you feeling about uh, Cody and Brandy as a collective? Or you know, because they have their individual things going on. It seems like, but everyone hates them. And I think I've gotten to that point now where I've turned the corner, like most you know smart fans end up doing, just to get ahead of the curve, where they start cheering Cody again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in that place in my life right now. I mean, it, it's very easy to see why people have been wanting to boo Cody or have been for quite some is time. It? You know, I don't think so. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Of course, it, it just adding Brandy to the mix just makes it that much easier to boo. And, and I think it's great right now. It's, it's really good. Like, it's just too easy. It's too easy for him right now. That's the beauty of it. It's too easy for Cody to just stand there and get booed and and yeah. pretend like, you know, he doesn't embrace it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it feels like it's smart enough where he's like ahead of it too. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. As the old saying goes, eating out of the palm of my hand. Yeah. Doing right now. Everyone's getting worked. Uh anything else you boys have seen yeah. in the last week that you that you think's worth mentioning? No worries if there's not um, move on. <laughs> no. Oh, the only thing I guess that was kind of caught my attention. I didn't watch all of Impact, but I watched the, the little pre show match. Yeah. Finally, Zach, uh, Zach Ryder. Oh my God! Oh, we do you go. Uh, Matt Cardona finally, I guess, went heel. He's an impact. He's like heel everywhere else because he uh, cheated to beat uh, Jordan Grace for the uh, BTI title. They're like online internet kind of title they do on YouTube because he's been a face the whole time. They're impact, and he gets cheered and like cheered in the right way, not just cheered because he's the known guy, but like you know he's kind of a comes across as a you know a star like he does, and he hasn't really done anything negative like he does the complete opposite in GCW, which is completely awesome. So now I guess he's slowly trying to dip into that because uh, he, he used the distraction and everything to, to win the match. And it's cool, you know, seeing them do intergender stuff, you know, they're kind of leading the way with that, like they generally do as far as, like, televised wrestling goes. Yeah. For me, it, uh, it, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a Sami Zayn mark, so, yeah, he, he, you know, I'm following his lead. And, oh, man, that, that's been fun, just seeing him getting kicked out of the Jackass premiere. <laughs> just, just so good. Like, well, man, who does that? Get kicked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, get, get kicked out. Escorted away. There's Sami Zayn. The conspiracy series keep flying. I love it. That's fantastic. I'm just hoping. He, I'm hoping he eventually gets his. I guess Nagamura and them are scheduled to wrestle in like two weeks. Finally, for the Intercontinental Title. It's this like, week. You know, uh, I believe it's this week, week. Next week episode. Yeah. Or this week. I mean, how can it live up to NXT Dallas? But you know. Well, Sorry, yeah. it's, it's got to do something with it or something. We didn't even we didn't even yeah. get to see that, did we? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> we couldn't get tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So that was what the nerds are watching. Dom will do a really big introduction now. It's something like, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening." Um, yeah, I don't think I've really done it justice, but he smashes it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's time for for the round table. Have you ever, ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Have you ever, ever felt like this?
So this week's roundtable, I want to go a little bit into just delving into um, the wrestling should be fun and like what it, what it's meant, but just about um, how we we us three guys and our other friends met. I know you've met a couple of the guys off from the Rest Should Be Fun crew in like 90s Mark Knight and Shaz, and you were going to meet Dom, but then COVID hit. Yeah, and then and then I, mean, I wanted to ask you guys about just uh, how indie wrestling's been in the US, uh, live wrestling, I guess, as well, but just indie wrestling specifically in the US since since the pandemic, during the pandemic, because uh, you get a different perspective than what we'd get over here. So, Mike, I'm going to throw over to you because you've got a better memory than me of the night that we first met. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and tell the listeners how uh, a guy from Texas and a guy from London ended up becoming really close friends in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the magic word that uh, kind of, you know, underlines a lot of these great stories is alcohol. <laughs> and that, that's basically the, the foundation of it. But uh, what happened was me and Lurch, if you remember Lurch, right? <laughs> we went to a New Orleans WrestleMania for that. And, uh, of course, right by the, the Superdome brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Mania's ending and thousands of people walking out. And there's this one pub that was just all by itself, right by, you know, the stadium. And we walk in and we're going to have, you know, celebratory drink and all of a sudden, uh, you, Robin, Cook, standing right there next to us as we're ordering drinks. And, oh, gosh, I, I believe it was somebody mentioned shots. I don't I can't remember who somebody mentioned shots. It may have been Rob or somebody. <laughs> and then uh, that, I overheard it and I, was, I looked. That I saw y'all. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe it was. I, I wasn't know. there for that one, but that's not yeah. good. Yeah. So then. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to just buy me and Lurch and these other guys round of shots. I was like, you guys want some shots? And then a couple of Jaeger bombs later, we're all tackling the streets in New Orleans together <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the night. <laughs> that is how we met. And then, of course, we exchanged information and all the other good stuff. And then, you know, a couple of days go by and I get a message from Cook. And, and here we are. Here we are today. Uh, years later. So we met. Here we are. Uh, WrestleMania 30, wasn't it? In yeah, it was WrestleMania 30. Yeah, and then the WrestleMania next 30. Year, yeah, we sort of kept in touch on Facebook and we were like, we're going to go yeah. to 31. We're going to get a house. You go in. Do you want to come stay in the house? And obviously, we hadn't met since that one night. At yeah. That point. And then you and Sal came that year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So that was San Jose, wasn't it? Yeah, San Jose. Yeah, that was uh, the foundation was uh, laid right there, brother. You know, I, I, I believe it was uh, somebody couldn't come last minute, I think. It was, right, it was Dan. It was Dan, Dan, Dan. Big Dan couldn't come and Sal yeah. got late on. Yeah, yeah, Dan later joined yeah. us in somewhere. In Dallas. Dallas. It is Dallas, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, because he flew, he flew into Austin that time and then got a rental car and drove up to Dallas, I believe. Yeah, so the so the, yeah, the five of us. It was just the five of us in San Jose, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, original, just the original Ernesto crew. <laughs> not, not, no disrespect to, you know, your, your group in progress and all that good stuff and, you know, all the different versions of NWO, I guess, you have, but that was the yeah, <laughs> original yeah, Ernesto club. <laughs> WSBF Ernesto version, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty wild, too, because it was the week before uh, Mania was going to happen and I wasn't planning on going. And then uh, they told me about how 
Dan had got like his tickets, you know, the, his company paid it, paid him, refunded him the money he paid for the tickets. So it was basically like free ticket. And then I just had to end up getting a, a flight. And Mike comes up to where I was working at the time and kind of helps me buy a flight on the computer. And I went back to my boss and I had to work all that week. And I was like, hey, man, it's WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's WrestleMania, brother. I got to do this. A dude named Zach Perry. I remember him because he said, you know what? Just go. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Hell yeah, brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's he's one of the good ones you have this you know the boyhood dream come true so to speak yeah and it was just yeah like that was uh, my first mania and we went to the uh roh show which we couldn't get home from in the middle of that really dodgy area of- <laughs> 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 oh my god the yeah we walked to the walk- yeah we walked to the mexican barrio and it's like three english guys two mexican dudes and four german guys and it's like all those uh all the people in the in the tower of the city they were just like looking like they look like an odd group just walking down like in the middle of the neighborhood. <laughs> and we had to stop and get those Cokes from the, the little Mexican uh, ice cream guy, man. He bought, we bought like 12 Cokes from him because it was like 100 degrees out. It was hot. I remember being hot. I just remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I say hot, but California hot. So what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hotter than yeah. UK hot, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rob always made mention of the uh, the sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a fair complexioned man. He needs sun cream, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then of course, during the Mania Thirty One, they announced Mania Thirty Two in Dallas, and I just I went crazy. I was like, "Yes, everybody's coming to my city now." <laughs> that was, yeah, that was great times, and I say that, and it's been more than I say. I mean, wrestling obviously is the is the originator, but then similar to hearing if it got for a regular listeners uh ross and chaffee talking the other day about how wrestling sort of was the the start of their friendship and it just you know grew from there it's it's a similar things for ourselves in that we you know mike you've made it over here like we i've been over to see you guys in dallas for non sometimes even non-wrestling <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to meet a load of cool people through you guys as well at stuff like free play and twilight and and it's just yeah, and just to think it's from one chance meeting in a in a bar in New Orleans that, that I barely remember. <laughs> and, and what's come out of it? It's it's, it's a cool thing, and it's, and it just you know. So this podcast is wrestling should be fun. You know, we try and be have a positive spin on on wrestling, and also like a positive spin on life and what it's given us. Like, well, a really good group of friends, and that includes you guys from afar now. Where hopefully we'll be together. Not too, not too in the distant future. I think things are calming down. I'm hoping to get over soon. But like, but just the, yeah, just the whole um, yeah, uh, wrestling's how we met, and it's this thing that we've got in common that we can, you know, still talk about and stuff. But yeah, it just builds that that friendships and gets to meet great group of guys. Like I was talking about. Uh, I mean, I, I was I'm really sad you didn't get to meet a uh, big Aussie Dom last or oh, two years ago's Mania when, when we had tickets and couldn't make it because he's like a. I, I, I said to him earlier when I said, oh, Mike, Mike is available for the podcast. I said, he's like the Dallas version of you, Dom. Like, just people sort of, <laughs> sort of knows everyone. People gravitate towards you. And just like a, such a friendly guy. I told him you're a dick, Sal. But... <laughs> 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 nah, I, I didn't. But it was before I knew you were coming on. But, <laughs> but yeah. Just, Why did I get so hurt by that? Do I feel like I'm a bad <laughs> <laughs> You're great as well. I mean, Even though you you made you fell asleep and left that bloody PWG video DVD music on all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't as, well, at least that I don't know. Is that worse than than, than Renee? So there's snoring on and then his phone going off for 
Oh, man. Oh, man. There was like six of us in the living room, and his phone kept going off for four or five <laughs> hours. They wouldn't silence it. and Oh, oh man. Yeah, no, that's worse. There's nothing worse than that. But I, I, <laughs> I'm at risk of like alienating everyone else completely because we're just <laughs> – yeah, we could talk about these memories yeah. all, all day, which is great. But it's um, – oh, yeah, can, yeah, can yeah. you run down on – I'll say like on how sort of uh, indie wrestling has been in the U.S. since the sort of pandemic and – yeah, what well, did it shut down for a long time? Uh, how long? How long has it been back up and running? Is there the same sort of thirst for it from the crowds? Give me a rundown of what, what's been going on. Like, what sort of things were you going to before? Are they were they all back? I've I've literally done an interview class, and they said don't ask more than one question. I've asked five there, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start with uh, yeah. Like, how long did uh, indie wrestling shut down for over there? I know Texas weren't that big on the pandemic. They, they sort of ignored it, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah Texas, almost like yeah. Texas and Florida just kind of, <laughs> you know, would confiscate your mask when you'd fly into it or something like that, you know. <laughs> you know, no mask allowed in a whole state type thing. But gosh, I, yeah, I now when you go to arenas, they'll like, they'll encourage you, like they almost like reinforce, like, all right, you know, it's a dog and pony show, but as soon as you get inside, you can basically take it off. Like, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's how it is for uh, NBA games right now. You know, but uh, as far as the mass things like that go, but I would have to say, I guess what, well, Mania in Tampa, right? I mean, that's kind of, was kind of the first of the indie shows to really, I suppose, yeah, kick that, off since it was Florida, right? And yeah, there uh, was like one or two shows here in Dallas before last year's WrestleMania. You know, it was like kind of small and still kind of spaced out. Like they did limited seating and everybody had to wear a mask inside the whole time and all that good stuff. And still like terrorizing the world. But I think the collective, and Tampa was probably the first thing that was in WWE. But, I mean, that whole thing was outdoors. So it was like 10 shows, and we went to all 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed at a hotel, like, wide, like walking distance. And, you know, it was outdoors in Florida. So, poor Rob. Because me, I was sunburned by the second show. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I was real dark. Yeah, I, I got a nice tan out of it. But, you know, since I was already dark. But I, I guess since then... Like Texas and uh, what Florida have really just been, I mean, just because they're a little more lax with rules, things like that, they've been leading the charge with all the indie shows since then, right? And then, I mean, you've had a few in New York, uh, you know, obviously with GCW recently, things like that. But, I mean, you know, if you look at it, AEW's had, you know, obviously countless shows in Florida, you know, because obviously they're based there, but they're, you know, second home away from home, if you will, you know, obviously seem like Texas. As they ran, you know, ran Dallas and Austin quite a few times. And now coming up in March, you've got AEW running in San Antonio for the first time, right? Yeah. So we went to, uh, it was, it was about, yeah, it was about July last summer is when that's when WWE you know, opened back up. And we went, so I drove, down, I drove down to Houston for the first show at SmackDown. And then they did Raw and Money in the Bank here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we went to both those shows. Yeah. And then after that, there was what two local indie shows? It was like Poly Pro Wrestling, like right after that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like two other shows. shows. Yeah. So unfortunately, during that during that run, I got COVID. Of course, <laughs> I did. You know, a room full of thirty thousand people. But you know, thankfully, <laughs> it wasn't too bad for me, other than not tasting or eating anything for about a week. That was kind of weird. But it, just since then, you know, we've gone to what, we went to Austin down in AEW, and then Dallas has been twice. Mm-hmm. So as far as Texas goes, even the local indies, there's a local indie that runs. It's kind of a you know small time, obviously, but it's every Saturday. It's been open back up, and uh, there's another company called VIP who. You know, they brought in uh, Zack Sabre. Like, it was one time they brought in Zack Sabre versus Sammy Guevara as a main event. So they have generally had, like, bigger names and stuff. Like, Argano's come through there. Cody Rhodes has come through there. They've had that match since 
since the pandemic? No, no. Before? No, no, no. I was just kind of giving a perspective. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, was, like yeah, small, for, small for us. Yeah. Yeah, that was like probably that four years Keith ago. Lee was, Sammy got real big. He was in the, Keith Lee was in a lot. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. His last match in Texas was, was for that promotion before he got signed to NXT. But for the most part, I mean, there's still kind of like a mass thing that's kind of existed, I guess. So I don't you know. No, no, no side to whether you're in it or not or whatever that good stuff is. But as far as Texas goes, it's kind of like, hey, you're probably going to get it sooner or later anyway. So, you know, hey, eat, eat, train, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and wear a mask if you want to, you know. <laughs> and believe in yourself, brother. Yeah, yeah, believe in yourself. <laughs> uh, what, um, what indie promotions are running in Dallas at the moment? Have you been going to any recently? Or is it just mainly, I know you've been to like GCW, AEW, Impact. Is, is there any is stuff like VIP running now? You've been going to those shows? Or? Uh, that not this. That, they had one that was going to happen a couple of weeks ago, but uh, somebody went the, the, the company got COVID, so they're rescheduling it for the sixth. But it's got like homicide, JTG on it, so that'll be like the first week of March. And then the one that runs weekly, I, I generally don't make it out to that one because uh, the scheduling for my work and stuff like that. But uh, see, what is it? Is there any other local uh, Poly Pro Wrestling? It's called. Uh, their last main event they ran about a month and a half ago was uh, Alex Zane. What's uh, Kurt Stallion and uh, was it Davy Richards or I think it was Davy Richards also in that match? No, 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 it was CJP. Like a surprise CJP. So that was the main event. And they have like Davy Richards. They've had uh, some of the AEW guys, uh, Lance Archer, a couple other people like that. Uh, Josh Alexander was there. So you get a surprise run in one of the shows. All the big sort of available names are, are turning up still. Yeah, a lot of the Texas they need to run like half and half with like some of the people that we've seen over the last four or five years, and they'll bring in like you know six or seven people that's been on television or recent releases like that. So it's always a pretty good show. It's usually like twenty or thirty bucks, you know. We've also had a SWE wrestling and uh, oh, yeah. uh, the, the new world class type of uh, promotion too that they've been running shows as well. So that's like another two right there running shows. What sort of uh, attendances are you getting for those? If you had to sort of put a number on it. For the SWE, I'd say a couple of hundred because for some reason it, it captured the spirit of like Dallas wrestling in the 80s. So it almost feels like a modern version of that crowd because everybody kind of like kayfabe is into it. You know, you boo who's bad and cheer who's good. Charlie Haas was the champion for a long time. And you don't think of it because maybe he didn't get a lot of uh, opportunity to show it on television. WWE, but that man is a master heel. <laughs> <laughs> He, 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 he walked over and slapped Rub. The sign guy, Rick, he slapped his nachos out of his hand. He's throwing kids. And... <laughs> As I said, oh, everybody well, shut up. And, oh, man. I'd have to go with, you know, definitely a couple of hundred for sure for, for, those, for the SWE. And, you know, I uh, hadn't seen any of the uh, new world-class shows yet. Um, they're, well, they're not, like, called world-class championship wrestling. They're called world-class something else. I can't think right now. Say like world class revolution, or something like that? yeah, world class revolution, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, th- those were really good. And as far as like VIP goes, you know, you probably get maybe you know, probably just under a couple of hundred, I'm thinking, you know. So, the, the turnouts have been great for those promotions. So, like, theoretically, how often, so like counting all the different promotions, is there always a show on every week, or is it like every every two weeks, maybe in, in Dallas? Or I'd say every week, there's another one too called Martinez Entertainment, it's a little further away, like an hour or so away. But it's strictly pretty much Lucha Libre. And they'll, I mean, they'll have like some Rick Swan or TJP, some of like cruiserweight type, like American wrestlers, I should say. But a lot of them are like the mass Lucha Libre kind of thing. 
they'll run in like uh, during COVID, they were actually running in a parking lot. Like they didn't open day. Like everybody. They're right, aren't they? <laughs> like, do you remember like uh, that movie Lionheart with Van Damme? How they all got in that <laughs> parking garage and lined up with their cars and they fought in the middle. <laughs> it's like basically that. They put a ring in a parking lot. All the cars just kind of park up, and you know that's that's how they were keep like social distancing last year. Now they've they've run. Uh, oh, so the fans are in the cars lighting the ring with. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, like, right. Like yeah. Drive-in movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, a it's movie. like exactly. the drive-in cinemas reopened before the regular cinemas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty dope. You know, you got your own food. You can bring a you know, cooler beer in the back seat, and you know, it kind of saves you money there and everything. <laughs> and yeah. now they run in the soccer arena. Now that it's open back up, back over here. And then uh, they've also there's a mall. Uh, I think it's the Irving Mall. It's kind of a dead mall, like most malls are, where you know half the stores are empty. And so they're setting up a ring like in the center where like half the dead food court was. Like I haven't been to that yet, but I saw it online. I was like, it's pretty crazy because you know it's got like a two level mall. So like some people are upstairs and looking down in the ring, and that's just like a pretty cool little setup, you know. It was that in Dallas. So someone sent me a clip, just like a non-wrestling fan friend sent me a clip of someone basically doing like a dive off the top in a mall. Was that is that it? I think that's what it probably yeah, it probably yeah. was because I mean it was it was during normal business hours and it's just kind of in the middle where all the dead space was. So you might have went there to go buy some ear pods or you know <laughs> get you get you some some Sabaros pizza and an orange Julius. <laughs> What's going on over here? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, so well, it sounds like it, indie wrestling is alive and well in america so we'll take us home with an edition of booker bingo b-i-n-g-o and bingo was his name oh now i did give you a quick run for a booker bingo we get two random wrestlers from a spreadsheet And you've got a book between them, and then I'll choose the winner. Uh, I am the worst at this game. I've never won. I think I might have won one episode when it was just me and Ross, and I was the only person playing. So, <laughs> yeah. That was like a, yeah, it was a numbers game. Ross has sent me in advance the, and I've only just looked at it because I asked him to send it in case I forgot to ask him. And the feud is New Jack. Versus Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. Right. How, how, do you, how do you pronounce it? Ne- uh, Necro Butcher. Yeah, Necro. Yeah. Progress. Yeah. <laughs> Progress, mate. Progress. Progress wrestling. Uh, <laughs> any volunteers to go first, or am I going to pick on someone? Go ahead, Sal. Oh man, I was going first. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got to clear the pot too, because like if you take those people in their heyday, that's going to be like. The exact opposite of what you want to see on Twitter these days. Well, we do have a time- <laughs> as far as personalities go. We do have a time machine in full book of bingo, so but we also don't want to get cancelled, so keep it clean. Oh, not at all. Oh my gosh. Uh see what was the basis of the whole thing. Let's say uh, can we uh so it's fancy, but how about this? So Necro Butcher, after all he's done and he's winding down his career, he decides to go like right to censor. And so he's anti this and anti that. And so he's trying to change. And then he wants to bring, you know, the people like along his level, the Sabus, the New Jacks, the West. He's going to take New Jack down that path, almost like good brother him in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, he covers up the, the weed tattoo and Necro Butcher and everything. And he becomes like uh, the... Uh, <laughs> 
He becomes um, grass-fed beef butcher instead, you know? <laughs> vegan? He goes vegan. <laughs> yeah, he goes vegan the right way. He's like, kind of the, 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 the tofu butcher. <laughs> <laughs> and let's say New Jack even goes with it for a while. He starts, you know, doing all the, the drugs and stuff, and he starts putting away the kendo sticks and, you know, starts dressing right. But at the end of the day, he's going he's gonna to staple his head and then jump off a, a basketball court, go, I'm assuming, and go through an echo butcher which brings him out of it so they actually come back and meet in the middle and then i don't know maybe they go off into the sunset and i don't know do crack or whatever it's like dude <laughs> allegedly uh, i'm not saying like you know i'm not saying I'm not promoting drug use or anything here i'm saying like alleged all these things that they do yeah it's fantastic i like it i like, I like the energy as well mike what <laughs> Oh man, I would let's see for them to. I would have to have this. Would just have to be the classic. I'm the best hardcore wrestler of all time type thing. You got to bring in Mick Foley to be the special guest referee. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to do that, and then it could just be something like it, it. It would be the best of seven, best of seven hardcore matches, which I don't think has been done. You've always had the best of seven wrestling matches, but you. You haven't had the best of seven hardcore matches and just each one gets progressively worse with you know you'll, you'll start off with something simple like with you know tables ladders and chairs and then it just keeps going that's to simple? like the, <laughs> yeah that's simple yeah man then, ccw has changed you mike <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and then the next one you introduce you know the, the barbed wire you know bat and then you know the match three you introduce a, a barbed wire ladder you know, you know, just makes it harder to climb and to get, you know, the stipulation to make for the uh, fourth match. The fourth match, you have your options of, you know, you know, that the explosive ring, something like that. And then you just kind of work your all, all way up all the way to maybe the, the, the seventh and the deciding factor match would be um, a junkyard, <laughs> you know, with cranes and, you know, that you'd have... Um, <laughs> scaffolds and uh, something's on fire you gotta have something on fire that's making me picture uh what was it like nightmare number street three when they were fighting in the in the junkyard remember all the cars surrounded with the fire when he's fighting them yeah yeah that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i look yeah. it up and scream and go no yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe have something like a, a blood for the fifth or sixth match have something like blood sport you know have, have the ring you know, tilted inward. Oh, man. You know, See, now, or, you're, now, now, now you're leaning into JCH is hard now. But now you're audience. I know you're audience. You got to work the crowd, brother. You got to know you work the audience. Man. <laughs> oh, man. He's going over, Mike. Uh, well, for this one, yeah, New Jack has to go over only because I have a picture with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. Uh, I say first okay, time book. bingo players. That's two great. I I love the necro butcher becoming tofu butcher. So hard he comes out of it, and they go off to just go and get wrecked together at the end. <laughs> um, and then the best of seven just getting progressively worse. And I think just yeah yeah Mike. To be fair, throwing in a blood sport. 
as, as it's going to make the win. I think without the blood sport, <laughs> ah. <laughs> but you know yes. how much I love a blood sport, so I'm going to give the win. This week's winner for Bingo, Mike Beltran. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I almost threw in some of the uh, kickboxer too. You had to, you know, get the <laughs> glass on the hands. Yeah, the glass. Yeah, I was, I was probably going to be in match six. <laughs> Well, that's how I'd assume the blood sport would go. You, I think initially you're picturing just like Moxley and Barnett just going stiff elbows. It's going to be none of that. They're, they're going to both be on fire just running into each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. guys, thanks so much for joining me today and for joining us. I uh, hope uh, people have enjoyed getting a different perspective on two more people who definitely think wrestling should be fun and a very positive wrestling fans that I know, probably more positive than me. Uh, <laughs> I try and be. Uh, I know, Mike. You've got to get. Back. Yeah, you turned your back on us for a while, there, brother. <laughs> I have my reasons. <laughs> hey, man, but you're you're looking you're looking good, brother, and you're happy and you're healthy. So maybe there's something to it. Maybe I should watch a little less wrestling, eat a, eat a salad, and see how that goes for a while, huh? Or watch more wrestling, but do it on a mini trampoline. Oh ah. man! Oh, man. Ah. man, you're changing ah. lives, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do you have anything you want to plug at all? Anything coming up? I know, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are based in Dallas. There's probably a couple, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, if not, you know, we can get it out there. You know, Chris Delp, he can maybe spread the word a little bit to uh, some of his people with the free play. But I do DJ for uh, the free play arcade every Friday night at the Arlington location. Uh, you know, we spin all old school 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s music. All the old school free games, you know, NBA jams, the Street Fighters, you know, all the old arcade games that you grew up with, they're right there for you yeah, for your enjoyment at Free Play Arcade. Area, go to Free Play. Like, I've been with Mike a few times. It's so cool. It's like, is it still ten dollar cover? It's, it's basically gone up to eleven. Yeah, so it's eleven. It's eleven dollar. Get in. It's got seventy, eighty arcade machines. They're all free once you're inside. Eleven dollars. It's got beers. It's got good food. It's got a good DJ. There's always a decent chance you might hear a wrestling theme tune come in there as well when Mike's DJing. Uh, this is true. <laughs> yeah, so anyone who's this in the Dallas area, I definitely recommend going. And there's a lot of really cool people there that I met through Mike. So yeah, I definitely recommend going there if anyone is in Dallas. Definitely planning something for uh, Mania Weekend because I will be DJing you know, that Friday during all the chaos that will be happening. But uh, if, you, if you happen to not be at a wrestling show and you want to still experience some type of wrestling but something different, you know, you come to free play because that'll essentially be all wrestling themes all night with other wrestling games and things like that. Awesome. So, so you got anything to plug? Uh, I don't have the, the presence or the talent to really plug anything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just want to send love to all you guys over there because, I mean, I love I just love the the, van- the the banner name itself. Wrestling should be fun because as much as uh, you want to say, oh, WWE doesn't know how to book and mama, 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 like the other day, it's just. It's just some guy in sunglasses with his hands in his pockets, and some guy looks like a vampire putting curses on people, you know, at the end of the day. So, I mean, I just, I like the, uh, just to see whenever y'all post and go to shows and stuff. And so, there's always a lot of positivity and a lot of fun. And then all the people I met, you know, like Shads and Big Clap and Paul and yeah, you, know, you three guys. Like Big Clap, and, we and the guy in the, about last week, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was out there? Yeah, Big Clap was at the progress show. Yeah, he turned up in the pub. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because it was just cool to me, all the different guys over there and stuff. And everybody I met, you know, over the years, I'd say the New Jersey was probably the best. Uh, the New York WrestleMania, because, you know, there's so many of us there. And yeah. I don't know. It just seems like there's not a bad person in the group. And that's something you can always appreciate, whether you're a fan of wrestling or a fan of life in itself. 
Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> what a lovely way to finish the show. Wrestling should be fun. <laughs> and yeah, I, I can't say any better. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. <laughs>